Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey, will teach you everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Now, here's your host, Dave Stahl and Lance Pelkey. Folks, hey, welcome. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment's brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. Open 10 to 10, seven days a week. Check them out on the web, thegunrangesandiego.com, thegunrangesandiego.com. And as I always say, the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. Michael Schwartz sitting in for Lance today. Lance is a little under the weather, and you've got a special guest calling in. I do. Uh, first, a big shout out to Active Shooter Defense School. Oh, we just uh, there. We just went to one of their classes. Just came back from taking lunch to so two of the winners for cool. from the from Gun Prom. Uh-huh. Uh, so Matt and Active Shooter Defense School are still up there shooting uh, and teaching and having fun. I just wanted to say thank you, Matt. Thank you for all you guys do, and Jamie Franks too. Thank you. And you're just bummed you're not there. I'm bummed I'm not there. But we got to go up, give them some sandwiches and some iced tea, do a little off-roading, and uh, now we're here. So. <laughs> in the Buick? <laughs> no, no, in the Jeep. That thing runs? Yeah, the Buick's not not quite as good off-road. <laughs> Almost. But. So, who you got for a guest? So, we have uh, Morgan Ballas is a friend of mine. He's also a board member for San Diego County Gun Owners, but he's coming on right now to talk about the fact that he is the founder of campus safety alliance and we're going to talk to him and find out exactly what that is and what he what he does morgan are you there yes sir yes i am thank you guys for having me on how you doing oh i'm doing great it's a it's a beautiful day here in southern california amen it is yes indeed okay so you're the founder of campus safety alliance tell us about campus safety alliance Yeah, so Campus Safety Alliance is an emergency management consulting firm. We specialize in pre-K to 12 educational facilities and faith-based organizations. And essentially what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a, I wanted to create a dream team of emergency management uh, officials, uh, educators, law enforcement, medical first responders, um, counselors, uh, psychologists, this team that could come together and collaborate and be able to help our schools and our churches develop uh, responsible and uh, really evidence-based emergency management programs. I think that's an important uh, distinction, evidence-based. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about, because I've seen, I've seen you talk, I've seen you on the news, I've seen you interviewed. Uh, of course, you and I have spoken. Um, so I know what you're talking about, and I think it's amazing, but tell people what you mean by evidence-based. Yeah, so for me, evidence-based is nothing's anecdotal, nothing's I think this is what we, we should do. Uh, this feels good for us to do. It, it's not based off of emotions. It's based off of data. 
Mm. Um, a lot of it is empirical data. So when we're talking about active shooter events, we're looking to the FBI reports over the past 20 years. Uh, and then it's also based off of best practices and procedures. Mm. So we're going to a lot of those three-letter agencies, um, those respected and reputable organizations, you know, the organizations that train our law enforcement or first responders, or in the, in the case of education, um, the U.S. Department of Education, and we're saying, okay, what are they recommending? And what do they say is a pro- is appropriate and responsible in these areas? And that's how we need to build these programs. So your typical client would be like a school or a place of worship. And what exactly, what do they look at? Why would they come to you if they're sitting around their board of directors or whatever talking? What would, what conversation would they have that would lead them to, to uh, call you guys? It's usually a mix. So we do everything from doing facility assessments, looking at their infrastructure and their vulnerabilities, hazard and threat assessments, um, looking at their policies and procedures to make sure that they're aligned to state or federal mandates and best practices. A lot of organizations now, especially given the climate, they're looking for active assailant training to build those programs. And in schools, one of the big considerations, of course, is programs that are age and ability appropriate, um, responsible programs that don't introduce unnecessary trauma or emotional uh, damages to either staff or students. So the catalyst for our clients, it, it differs, but really they're looking for that comprehensive approach. They're not looking for a quick band-aid fix. This is what makes us feel good. They want sustainable um, data-driven programs to keep their stakeholders safe. Yeah, and he, I, I get it, you know, Dave, you and I see week in and week out, of course, uh, school safety and you know, place of worship mm-hmm. safety, it's really important, but the other side, meaning the anti-gun side, are exploiting this issue and, and trying to jump in the middle of it uh, in order to advance an agenda. So mm-hmm. they're saying, oh, well, gee, you, know, you guys are interested in gun safety. I'm sorry, you guys are interested in school safety. We're going to talk to you about gun bans. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. We're, right. Where Morgan, you, I know you, uh, Morgan, you and, and Jim Miller from the El Cajon uh, School Board or Cajon Valley School Board uh, were just in Vegas at a conference talking about this this subject matter, right? Absolutely, yeah. So Cajon Valley Union School District, they are uh, one of our clients, phenomenal client. And I'll, I'll tell you that their board and the plans they put in place, they are becoming the standard for school safety, not just in California, but across the United States. They are doing phenomenal things. Big shout out to their board and and their superintendent's office. Um, Yeah, so so so, we're invited out. So what are they doing? What what exactly are they? When you say they're doing phenomenal things and everything, what are they doing? Like, give me just like one example. uh, Like, well, for example, they do this, this, and this for every child or classroom or whatever. I'll give you the best example. They're being honest. They're not looking to to get a PR plug or, or to feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in outside consultants, even though they have a director of security and safety, they want to know the truth. They want to know where their vulnerabilities or weaknesses are, and they want to address it directly. So across all 27 of their schools, they've done full structure assessments on how to make improvements. Um, they've also gone through and um, 
revised their policies and procedures. So they've created uniform definitions, communication uh, policies across all of their sites. And they're also rolling out an options-based training program, what most people would would know as Run, Hide, Fight, to their staff. And more importantly than that, they are piloting in an elementary school and a middle school how to responsibly introduce an options-based training to students. No one's doing that. Wow. And that's all, I mean, that's just pure leadership on, on the board's part. I think they're doing an amazing job. Dave, did you see that article not just a couple months ago where a school back east, I think like Connecticut or one of these uh, New England states, where uh, they have a, a big container of rocks in the classroom, and if they're, they're attacked, they're, they're talking. They're going to throw, throw rocks at them. They're going to throw rocks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there was a college that was um, handing out hockey pucks as part of orientation. I'm not sure that's mindset. I'm not sure that's cutting edge uh you know No, so. but but you know what you know what that tells me? They want help. They want protection. And if they had their choice of a hockey puck or a teacher or somebody in the classroom that's trained and licensed to carry a firearm, I think they'd take that over a hockey puck. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think what we see consistently is and this is true of any field, you don't know what you don't know. And what we have are educators, people that have devoted their life to serving, bettering our country, to helping our children, um, and they're just trying to figure it out. So the idea behind giving hockey pucks or rocks, essentially um, what what we know in this community is you're trying to disrupt that shooter's ability to acquire targets, his ability to process and shoot effectively. And what do you do? You disrupt his OODA loop. As his OODA loop. Going. I was going to say his yeah. OODA loop. But, so, but you know, yeah. Morgan, don't, don't you agree that once the school has been hardened, the criminal's going to know? Because the, the criminals that, that go to schools and, and prey on soft targets, they've done their research. They know that that school is either protected or not protected. And if it's not protected, then it's on their list. But if they know... There's somebody on premises carrying a firearm, been trained, and has permission to protect the school. They're not going to go to that school. Agree? I I would both agree and disagree. And this is where we get into the discussion of evidence base and looking at case studies and looking at the data. What we know overwhelmingly is that over 95% of these attacks are committed by current or former students, Mm -hmm. which means you can have all the infrastructure in place. Uh Marjorie Stoneman Douglas is the best example. This is one of the wealthiest schools. They had everything in place to include an armed SRO on campus. Mm -hmm. And all of that was defeated by a prior student that knew how to gain access to the school that bypassed every security feature. And the failure was in the training. The staff wasn't trained appropriately on how to warn the campus and how to react in these situations. And unfortunately, 17 people paid with their lives, 17 others were wounded, and that's not including the psychological, the emotional damage, the suicides that have happened from survivors afterwards, Um, the bankrupting of that school and that school board. So that's where really my passion and my focus is. And for those that don't know this about me, Michael does, my mom survived the 2011 Gabrielle Gifford shooting. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. That is what catalyzed me to what I'm, what I'm doing today. All right. Hey, we got it. We got to let you go because you talk more than we do. Uh, (laughs) So what's your website or a way that people could Uh, check you out? Yes. Our website is campus, www.campus.com. 
safety.us. All right, buddy. Hey, thank you very much, and we'll definitely have you back on down the road, see how things are going. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. answer. I was waiting for you to do that. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. There you go. Hey, by the way, folks, up next, don't forget, we got John Dillon. I think he's even on the line. We're going to be chatting with him. But before we do that, hey, you know, you've heard us tell you all about how easy it is to install a Cali key and how it makes your AR rifle California legal in recognition of recent gun law changes. Those law changes can... Put the unknowing owner of an AR or an AR-10 or a 15 on the wrong side of a jail door. You don't want that to happen. So if you want to keep your pistol grip, telescoping stock, foregrip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your AR from all those horrible new California gun laws. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you could afford. With Cali Key. Check Cali Key out at CaliKey.com. That's K A L I K E Y, K A L I K E Y.com. And if Michael can do it, you can do it. <laughs> By the way, do you any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapon for personal protection? What would you do if you got pulled over and you had an infraction and you ended up in jail? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters aren't going to help you. You need to call Firearms Legal Protection. And for less than $10 a month, that's right. $10 a month, you'll have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your family. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com FirearmsLegal.com or you can call them at 469-310-9100 and if you're lucky, you'll get an attorney from the law firm of Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance LLP. Call them at 760-431-9501 or just go to cafirearmslaw.com, and you'll get the infamous John Dillon. How you doing, bud? Oh, you're not there. That's not He's John not there. Dillon. Nope. We got no. somebody else. We got Wendy. We got Wendy. There's this uh, really great organization in town called San Diego County Gun Owners. I know those guys. And Wendy works for them. She works very, very hard. And uh, I asked her to come on to talk about uh, what everybody's been talking about for the last couple of weeks, which is the San Diego City Council and their attempt to restrict your second amendment rights yet again mm. wendy are you there yeah hi wendy hey, how are you good um okay so wendy uh you went and gave a statement at the last uh uh hearing when they voted uh tell us tell us a little bit about how that went so the ordinance is uh in place to basically tell us what to do in our own homes the um, San Diego City Council is trying to make it so that anybody who owns a firearm in the city of San Diego, not the county, but just the city, um, you would have to have your firearms locked at all times or otherwise rendered inoperable by a trigger lock or a cable lock unless you're in immediate possession of it or basically you know, touching it. So at the last committee, uh, council meeting, um, they voted six to two in favor of passing it, but they do have to vote one more time before it gets final. And that vote is coming up this Tuesday at 10 a.m. 
So what uh, when you were there last time when they voted for the for the first time? Well, by the way, Dave, do you feel a whole bunch safer with this uh, ridiculousness on the horizon? I am so glad I live where I live. Yeah, because it's not going to affect me. So, Wendy, why did they keep it to the city and not to the county? Uh, Well, it was championed by the San Diego city attorney who has been working closely with a lot of anti-gun organizations. Mm. So they're starting here. You know, a lot of people are saying, saying what you're saying, but, you know, it's, it's just the beginning. So we need to fight as hard as we, as hard as we can to stop this from passing. So so you guys are meeting next Tuesday again? Yeah, right. Tuesday at 10 a.m. We need as many people to show up as possibly can. And we need people to do two things. We need everybody to show up. But when you show up, we need you to do one of two things. Uh, either be prepared to uh, give a one-minute present or you know, talk, one-minute statement. And people ask me, like, well, what are the, what are the talking points? What should I say? Um, tell them who you are. You know, I'm so-and-so. I live in the city of San Diego. You know, I, I do this for a living. I'm, I'm a parent, whatever. You know, spend, you know, a couple seconds talking about who you are. And then just say, hey, you know what? I oppose this. It's way too uh, overreaching. Mm-hmm. Tell them what your opinion is. You know, we don't want to give you these prepared, you know, bullet points and you sound boring and they're not listening to you. We want to put a, a face on this. A lot of people have said, well, well, you know, they wear orange. The The anti-gun people wear orange. We need to pick a color. And do it. I, I, you know, no, I'm not into that. Yeah, I think you look like a lunatic when you're in a, right. you know, a well, you look like you're people. in a group. And, yeah. And, and we're not. We're no, we're the society. No. We're the pillars of society. So we need you to show up and either say, "Hey, San Diego County Gunners, I'll give you our minute," so that so that we have a presentation that we're going to give, PowerPoint presentation that we're going to give, and it's going to be fantastic. But you can we do need, that in a minute. Well, we need more in a minute. So we need like ten people to oh, say, "Give away their time." Give away their time, exactly. Uh, so because so. okay, then I'll do it because I can't do a minute. There you go. So if you're just thinking, you know what, I want to help, but gosh, I don't want to stand in front of a or you can't do a minute. Yeah, I don't want to give a statement. Come down, come down. Or maybe, maybe you don't live in the city and you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't live in the city, so I don't. That has come nothing down. to do with it. Doesn't have anything to do it. Come down and uh, give us your minute um, so that we can give our presentation. Well, now, when, you know, I, I have to jump in because sure. I, I asked you this question last week and you didn't know what the answer was, and so I called John Dillon, oh. our, our lawyer at, at large. All right. And I told him, I said, now, if we say it makes it out to my neck of the woods, I have to put a cable lock and ammo over here, gun over there. And some, and I'm on a trip and somebody breaks into my house and kills my wife. After this law has been implemented, do I have a legal right to sue the city? And he said, no. Yeah. And I go, what do you mean? No. What? No, that, no. What do you mean? No. I mean, that makes no sense to me at all. I still have not had a good explanation as to how the city of San Diego can get away with that when they implement a law that puts my family in jeopardy when I'm not home. Well, part of the, our presentation is going to talk about that very thing. And, of course, everybody heard just about 12 hours after the last vote, a uh, perpetrator in, invaded someone's house, yeah. stabbed him yeah. almost to death. His yeah. wife was panicked on on 911, you know, saying, hey, hurry up and get the cops here. Yeah. His, ad- lot, yeah. his adult son had to go get his firearm and save his dad's life. And again, my first thought was, you know, if that law was implemented before this happened, that man would not would have survived. He and maybe the survived. kid and maybe the wife and who else? Right. Who knows what would happen? Because the guy's going to kill one. I mean, he's not. he doesn't want any witnesses. Now, Wendy, part of their put reasoning, part of their uh, uh, what they were saying, uh, the, the need for this law had to do with 
with suicide. Is that right? Yes. So their, um, you know, their viewpoint on it is that they're trying to make it a little bit harder for someone who is in a moment of crisis to access that firearm. And they're talking about adding the, you know, few seconds that it takes to uh, to unlock the firearm may make a difference in someone who's deciding whether or not to commit suicide. But those few seconds that it takes to unlock that gun could also mean the difference between someone being able to defend themselves and not being able to. And where do they get the information that that makes sense? It's grasping at straws. There's not a single no, study. No, 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 no. You can't say straws. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't grasp at you straws in the city of San Diego. <laughs> you can say paper plates. They're Don't ever say straws. Grasping at, at reusable toothpicks. There you go. Oh, wait a minute. That's on the list. <laughs> I, you know, we joke about it, but it's it's not funny at all. And folks, if you have any aversion to this law, take some time off of work and go down, take an early lunch. Where do they got to go? So, good question. That's the, it's the City Hall for San Diego, which is at 202 C Street in San Diego. 202 C Street. It's basically it's about a block from uh, uh, from Horton Plaza. Uh, so you, you can park in Horton Plaza. You park in Horton Plaza. Uh, you can park there. Do they validate? Um, I don't. I don't. Does the court validate? I think it's going to might cost you a couple bucks, but you might want to take the trolley. There's a trolley stop right there at C Street. Um, there's a lot of ways to get there. I would show up a little early. I'm going to say, what time parking. do they should be there? Uh, so it's going to start at 10. You really should be in the door by 945. Shouldn't all you guys meet like at 930 in the lobby or something? That well, would be part of it? it's a nice big uh, uh, room. So meet there, but I get there at 945. Okay. Because you got to fill out speaker slips. You know, you got to it, it, don't don't wander in late. You know, right. You got to be there by 945. What's that? The 12th floor. Yeah, 12th yeah, floor. floor. Uh, that's where they're, the they're, uh, the diocese where they meet. So 12th floor, 202 C Street in San Diego. Go to what, San what's Diego. It, what's it called? What's the building? City Hall. San Diego and City what's Hall. What's the, the 12th floor room? 12th is. floor. Once they get off the elevator, you can't miss it. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. So 12th floor, big, huge dais, big, huge room for, I don't know, probably accommodate 100 people. Um, Tuesday, be there by 945. Go to San Diego County Gun Owners for more information. San Diego County Gun mm-hmm. for more information. And Wendy, thank you very much for organizing everybody um, and uh, appreciate everything you do. And thank you so much for coming on today. Sure. I hope to see see everybody there. Right. Say hi to Emmy and Rosie. And by the way, we heard you did a fabulous job last time. Job well done, kid. Yep. Thank you very much. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This is Gun Sports Radio. I don't need any teeth. FM 96.1, AM 1170. Goodness crazy, I'm going to knock myself out. This segment is brought to you by Cali Key. Have you folks ever tried to use a Cali Key? Well, trust me, it is so easy. You'll wish you had this thing a long time ago. If you want to get your ARs in good shape, your 15s and 10s, and be on the right side of a jail door, you want your AR to keep its pistol grip, telescoping stock, grip and still have a detachable magazine check out cali key cali key is a cost-effective easy solution that will allow you to keep your ar compliant and future-proof your ar from all those horrible new california gun laws keep your entire ar collection intact 
at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, right now we've got the Gun Range San Diego guru on the line. 7853 Balboa Avenue, open seven days a week, 10 to 10. Just go to thegunrangesandiego.com and you will be blown away by all the cool things you can do down there. First-time shooters are more than welcome. Shooters that have been doing it their whole lives love it. They get all kinds of uh, compliments. I call it the, uh, the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. So we got Casey in the house. Casey works down at the gun range San Diego, and he has more fun than anybody I know. How's it going, bud? Oh, you know, we're down here living the dream. It's not as hot as the past few days, so it's doing better in here, which is nice. Oh, okay. Well, so but so nobody's there today, so somebody can come down and go shooting? Oh, no. we got plenty of people in here. You know, we got a couple <laughs> lanes open at the moment. We're saying, I mean, on days like these, especially when it's beautiful, most people tend to go to the beach, and that's, that's perfectly fine. We're still here. We're still open. Um, during the day, it kind of slows down a little bit. won't be at quite a full range, and probably within the next two, three hours, mm-hmm. people start coming in when the sun goes down, and then it goes starts getting a little busy again, but nothing too crazy. So if people want to come in and shoot, we got lands available. Come on in. All right. So what do you want to talk about today, my friend? Well, today, you know, I was just going to give you a little head or a little thing. Actually, yesterday we had the uh, San Diego County gun owners that came in, and they brought some college students from the uh, – we had guys from USD, UCSD, a bunch of other schools, and they were in here with the San Diego County gun owners as their mentors. So that was actually kind of cool. We had a lot of people in here, you know, explaining the firearms, showing awesome. the ways in there. They awesome loved day. it. Beautiful I got so day. much good feedback from that, Casey. Who'd you bring in? Absolutely. It, college Republicans from uh, from UCSD. Mm-hmm. How many did you have? Yeah. Uh, like 15, I think. Wow. Yeah. I think, was, I think our final count was like 15 to 16, and they were just in there just learning, just, you know, hanging out, talking. Some of the guys have never even seen guns before, and so they had all, you know, the jitters. They shot some really cool guns in there. So it was just a great experience, you know, this, Kind of one of the big things in here is that we can do events like that. Just let us know, and we'll do our sure. best to facilitate it. And, you know, people that are listening that never touched a gun before, you know, never seen one, come on in. Yeah, Most bro- of the phone calls that we get every single day is people actually, I've never touched a gun before in my life. Is there going to be somebody there to help us? Absolutely. Wow. Every single one of our employees here is well-trained, well-experienced with all weapon systems that we have in here. And we're not just going to turn somebody away because they've never seen a gun or anything before. Absolutely not. We want people in here to experience this. We want people to enjoy the sport that it is. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be in here, you know, like, oh, you know, I've seen other gun and I've been other places, you know, shooting. And sometimes some of the, the employees are just have a chip on their shoulder of people that don't know anything about firearms. Mm-hmm. That's not how we are here at all. We just want to spread the word, you know, have them come in here, enjoy it, and have a wonderful experience. Yeah, you guys did a great job. Uh, Veronica, you guys gave uh, uh, a, a really good deal uh, uh, because they were, you know, new shooters. They're college kids. They wanted to learn. They're trying to support the Second Amendment. Uh, so please, everybody, support the gun ranges that, that uh, help support you guys. Um, but they loved it. And we turned that. We, we heard about this about midweek that they were trying to put this together. And so mm-hmm. we turned it around as quickly as, as possible. And uh, the gun range, you guys, uh, you know, stepped up, uh, stepped right up. And so, said, what, yeah, bring it on down. So, so. what did these kids, what were these kids looking for? Well, they're, so they're, go ahead, Casey. The majority was just them getting experience. Now, I actually had. 
two of the guys, or two of the kids that were in here, they go to UC or was it USD? They came in about a week or two ago talking about possibly starting a shooting club at their school. You know, they wanted to come into. They're talking about coming to our range. You know, once, twice a month, and actually like renting out some lanes to bring all their friends in there. And they're all part of the you know the young Republicans group. And they just want to come in here and shoot, experience the firearms, and just it's a passion of theirs. Hmm. And that's what we look for. You know, that's what we love to see is people, especially in the demographic that they're at. You know, colleges nowadays aren't the friendliest when it comes you know firearms or you know mm. uh, pro two A stuff like that. So for them to actually try and push this to their school and get it, you know, sponsored by their school and whatnot is amazing that they're actually trying to do that. And I wish them all the best. And we're going to be here to help facilitate that. It's awesome. And here's the, the added uh, kind of another level to that. So these are college kids who are, um, you know, politically aware, uh, wanting to get into shooting, that sort of thing. You know, a lot of these kids are going to turn, I say kids, they're all adults. <clears throat> a lot of these young adults are going to turn into staffers for elected officials, yep. right? And then a lot of the staffers for elected officials, what do they do? They go run for office. Mm-hmm. You know, and I meet so mm-hmm. many people that make it to 40, 50 years old and have never touched a gun before, and they're on, a, you know, some politician's staff or they are a politician. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, my gosh. So, you know, teaching them young, 18 to 22, uh, is so crucial, and it, it, it pays dividends in, uh, over the years. Absolutely, and especially, you know, it comes down to a lot of, politics and all these laws and you know they'll put out these gun laws and you're thinking it's like this person has obviously never experienced firearms or knows anything about them because what they're like writing in the laws or the articles that they write make absolutely no sense to people that are experienced in the firearm world so having people that are actually getting experience raised in it and actually moving up to those levels just makes it so much better for the firearm community so let me ask a crazy question okay so these were mm-hmm. these were the young republicans right Correct. Yep. Have you ever had any Democrat groups come in and want to shoot? I have. Absolutely. In fact, we're having a uh, shooting social for, uh, yeah, for in just a couple of weeks for, uh, I have. I mean, you know, it's uh, more common with Republicans, but, you know, I really try to stay away from the idea that all Republicans are our friends and all Democrats are our enemies. I know that's not what you're saying. Exactly, but, yeah. But there are a lot of Republicans that are not our friends, and there are a lot of Democrats mm-hmm. out there that, that want to be our friends. Well, so. and I would think. You know, because I've got friends that are Democrats that don't act like what you see the Democratic Party doing. Right. I've got friends that are Democrats that happen to be gun owners. So I was just kind of wondering if they reach out. And because it's important because you can't make a comment or a statement on, on a topic unless you've at least experienced it, tried it or been around it. You would think the only ones that you can always trust, of course, are the libertarians. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find a libertarian that's not no. pro-gun. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's happened stuff like that. We've had college students come in here writing, like, papers or dissertations, everything about, you know, gun uh, violence, the causes, if gun laws, do the gun laws work? So we have to kind of tread lightly because we don't know their exact purpose. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it could just be a slam piece about guns, but we don't want our name on that because that's just not how we want it. And we, we, we talk to a lot of people, you know, people, and we just want to make sure, or we always ask them, like, what's the purpose of this? And we want to educate them, but we don't want to give them, you know, fuel or fire to use against us. Mm-hmm. So we kind of tread lightly. But we have so many, we have such a large demographic of people that come in here, you know, regardless of their political stance, we try to keep this a politics-free zone just because we want people just come in here and shoot. Just have a good time, experience it. You, know, you want to talk politics, do it on your own time, that's fine. We'll have conversations, but... You know, when it comes down to it, we just we you don't want to beat people, people over the head. A lot of people, yeah, educate, exactly. but yeah, you know. 
So now, do you, are you, a lot of times people ask education. That's a big one. Yeah. Casey, are you guys getting questions on this new, uh, this new law that's going to go into effect in the city of San Diego? Cause you guys are in the city of San Diego. Yeah. We're, we're getting a lot of concerns about it. And they're just like, Hey, what do I have to do? And it's like, it's coming out of place. Like, yeah, you have to have it locked. You have to do this and that. And that's why we're pointing everybody to like fight this, you know, their their mentality behind it is like, oh, this is going to stop somebody killing themselves within, you know, the second it takes you to unlock something or this and that. I mean, possibly, but that's such a, you know, a what if kind of scenario. And then you go to the other side. It's going to take me, if I need to defend myself and I have to go open up my safe, unlock my gun, and then load it, that's not me. I don't want that. That is not comfortable for me. I don't feel safe with that. And it's just handcuffing us on both sides of it. So, well, what's the what's the law? What's the rate? When someone buys a gun, don't you have to? What's the gun lock mm-hmm. regulation? So, talk about yeah, that. So, first the thing. gun lock you have to have a. So, unless you have a safe now for pistols, it has to have a California approved cable lock with it. That most guns in California will come with that. If it does not, we have to by law sell them one the cable locks for rifles, shotguns, long guns, stuff like that. You can do what's called the safe uh, the safe affidavit which you bring in your make model of your safe. And as long as it's on the certified, you know, California approved lock, and it's not just like a gun cabinet, you're okay. But no matter what gun you're selling or buying, it has to have the lock with it. Even when you're doing private party transfers, if you don't have a lock purchased within, within the past, I believe it's 30 days with the receipt, we have to sell you lock. And people always wonder like, well, I have the lock on it. Not by California's eyes. They don't, I mean, yes, I'm looking at the lock. I'm holding it in my hand. But in California's eyes, they want their cut of it, and they want that proof of it. Sure they do. So, yeah, regardless, every single gun that's being sold has a lock or will be locked. Um, there's just no way around it. That's just how it happens. happens. Mm-hmm. And so, now this law that they're putting through is just double, tri- triple locking things, which is not, I mean, like, what's it well, going to do? Yeah, it's not the idea. You know, none of us are against the None of us are saying, gee, mm-hmm. never lock your gun up. That's, you know, we're all for right. safe storage of yeah, firearms you, with the property. Mm-hmm. But what we're against is the idea that this is the way it always it always has mm-hmm. to be locked. Otherwise, you know, you know yeah. you're going to get you're going to have a misdemeanor. It's going to screw up your life. Way overreaching. Yeah. Way, way overreaching. It's, but it's they a, don't have any other way to do it. Reach, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's Big Brother, you know, trying to put down more rules, more regulations to make criminals out of law-abiding citizens. That's what it comes down to. Either, you know, they're, they're trying to just do the private prevention or whatever. They're trying to, you know, make guns safer or, you know, less likely to be stolen by somebody who knows the mentality behind it. But when it comes down to it, all these gun laws are doing, they're not hurting the criminals. They're not. Right. They're hurting the law-abiding citizens. They're tying our hands and turning us into victims. Sad. Well, Sacramento, I've said for a long, for a long time now that Sacramento looks at Californians as either a source of revenue or a future felony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the source of revenue, even with the background checks for the ammo and stuff, you know, it's a dollar here, nineteen dollars there, for you know, a consumable good. That you know, I've, I've done background checks for a single box of twenty round hollow points, this and that. You know, what, that guy went in there to go shoot and test again, but he, you know, he wanted to leave with it after. So I still had to do this background check. California still got their dollar on it. Like, what is this? What's the purpose behind this? What is this trying to accomplish? So, in general, how how's it going with ammo sales? If, if are people walking in, are they able to buy ammo, or how, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, it's it's going. I hate saying smoothly, but so far it's going good. As long as their documentation is good, and you know they have the ID and all their they remember all their dross information for the most part. 
as long as it matches up, it's instantaneous. It's just you press a button, hit refresh, and then it's done. Um, but what we've had other times is say, like, people have a suffix or they'll have, like, two middle names. If they don't have it split up, like, their ideal say one thing and the dross, they split it up a different uh, way. Like we've had to run, yeah, we've had to run, like, multiple background checks where people tell it went correctly. And then they, we, like, we'll print out an extra one for them so they can remember, all right, this is how it is on my dross. This is what the, in the eyes of the great state of California looks at it as this is how it's approved on there. Right. So it's it's going, but it's it's just causing so many headaches. And then the biggest one is you know when it comes to rental ranges and stuff that they're not doing, uh, you know if they're doing consumable on the range and stuff they're not necessarily required to do background checks. And then we're making it a point to remind people it's like look if you're buying ammo for the range here you're shooting it all in the range. There's no ends spots or exceptions on it. That's the exception we have to right. the DOJ and whatnot. And then people have a half a box of nine mil, wanted to take it home. Nope. And they're like, well, nope, go shoot it. Like, I'll I'll get you our coolest rental in there. Just go shoot it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like buying a beer in a, in a bar and say, well, I think I was going to take this home. Can I get yeah, a to go cup? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Casey. I well, mean, thank I'm, you I'm very much for <laughs> taking time out of your day. That's the gun range, San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue, 10 to 10, seven days a week. The gun range, San Diego. Go down and say hi to Casey. Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or weapon? For personal protection, do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Well, if you're involved in an incident, what are you going to do if you end up in jail? Who's going to take care of all your bail, lawyer fees? Well, guess what? I have an answer. Firearms Legal Protection. For less than $10 a month, you will have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your family. Don't hesitate. Go to www firearmslegal.com that's firearmslegal.com or you can call them at 844-357-9400 that's 844-357-9400 and if this is easier to remember 469-310-9100 but just go to firearmslegal.com all right we have a special guest on the line who might they be yes we do desiree are you there I am. I am. How are you guys? Fantastic. Desiree Payne, the executive director for Riverside County Gun Owners Pack. And you guys had your first meeting on Saturday. We sure did. Yes. How did it go? It went fantastic. We actually had to go find chairs. We had more than two dozen people come. We increased our membership by eight. And a U.S. flash shield stopped in. It was really, really fantastic. There was a lot of energy. People were excited. Uh, Bullseye Sport and Ammo, Ben and Ammo in uh, Riverside is our is our gracious host. So it's really fantastic getting to use our classrooms, brand new classrooms. Yeah, there so there were like thirty people there. U.S. Law Shield came by to talk. Um, yeah. Eight people, eight additional people signed up to be members. Yes. And uh, and and ran out of chairs. There were so many people. There were like thirty <laughs> people there, and pizza and wow, Bullseye, oh, yeah. uh, 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 guns and uh, what is it, Bullseye Sport. Uh, guns and ammo, right? In Riverside, hosted. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Huge Second Amendment supporters there, going through the same thing that you guys were just talking about about ammo, ammo restrictions and all of that fun stuff that they've had to deal with too. So. Awesome. Yeah. 
Great. So right. you guys are going to start having uh, meetings on the fourth Saturday at three o'clock uh, at uh, Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Check out RiversideCountyGunOwners.com. I just wanted to have you on real quick, Desiree, to say congratulations and thank you for doing what you're doing, and let everybody know if you know somebody in Riverside uh, or if you're listening from Riverside, go to RiversideCountyGunOwners.com and and join Desiree and absolutely. The fight. All right, Desiree. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a good one, kid. Hey, thank you guys. Have a great day. All right. Right now we've got Sam the Gunman on the line. How you doing, bud? Not bad. How are you guys? Try to stay cool. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm halfway through mowing the lawn. <laughs> you sell any guns this week? Um, No, I was out of town, but um, oh, that's right. I had work yesterday and today, but there's a gun show going on um, a few counties away, so um, that's taking all the business yeah all right all right well here's here's what we got for you you ready for this laura from santee wrote in and she wants to know uh and she basically she okay so she her her question is about sight radius sight radius is the distance between your your rear sight and your front sight she wants to know on a typical ar or a typical ak which has the longer sight radius okay um what who what was the name of the person who sent that in i believe that was laura in santee laura in santee thanks for the question so um there's this debate that seems to be as old as time itself about ar versus ak and each has um each has advantages and each each platform has some advantages and each platform has some disadvantages but um, one thing that a lot of AR fanboys like to throw around is sight radius, um, where basically sight radius is the distance between your front sight and your rear sight. And the longer the sight radius, generally, um, the better precision the uh, the better precision you will be capable of. It doesn't make a huge difference, but it does make a difference. Now, the reason a lot of AR fanboys like to throw around words like sight radius um, is because they've convinced themselves that a stock AR-15 has a longer sight radius than a stock AKM because if you look at an AK, the rear sight is pretty far forward. Uh, it's on the front of the receiver, whereas on an AR-15, the, the rear sight is generally at the back of the receiver. But the front sight on, we're talking about um, like a, a one with a carbine length gas system. We're comparing right. apples to apples here. Right. Similar barrel lengths and um, a, a 16 inch carbine length AR is the most common. The sight radii are actually the same. They're the same. So yeah, that your, your answer is, uh, the question was a typical AR, typical a, AK. And as you said, you, you, we're talking about, you know, AKs, ARs come in a lot of different configurations, but when you walk into the store and you buy your typical AR or your typical AK, uh, the question is, which has a longer sight radius? And your answer is they are the same. That's your final answer? Yeah. If you have, um, I mean, there's a, a difference of a few tenths of an inch, but if you have your front <laughs> sight post on your gas block and it is a carbine length gas system, then your sight radius is the same as it is on a stock AKM. You're absolutely right. You're unbelievable. Absolutely right. So... Why do they call it a radius? Um, because it 
Pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, that's a good question. Why do they call it the site radius? Yeah. I think it's because it has to do with um, the fact that... Because isn't a uh, radius round? It, it's in case you have to turn around in a circle to shoot something. It's, I, I think it has something to do with the fact that measurements of um, like angular dispersion and stuff in uh, rifles, well, in, in firearm shooting in general are angular measurements, not linear measurements. So, I'm, I mean, I don't know exactly where the term came from, but that would be my guess. Cool. The right. radius is from the center of the circle to the outer, to the edge of the circle. That's right? it. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's just, hey, you know, they like coming up with new names. All right, buddy. Hey, well, thanks a million. Thank you. Great right. job, Sam. Get back out there. Cut that lawn. Okay. All right, man. Hope you have a riding lawn tractor. <laughs> I don't need it. Oh, it's that little bitty lawn. Uh no, it's just hard oh, working. Going for exercise. I got you. There, his parents are building character. There you go. All right, buddy. Thanks okay. a lot. You guys have a good night. You too, buddy. All right, folks. Uh, so we've got a few minutes left. Let's encourage people to go to City Hall on Tuesday. Absolutely. Just wrote an article a couple of weeks ago. You know, a lot of people think. Well, I, I mean, the reality is. I think this thing's going to pass. I don't think anybody's going to change their no, vote, no. but we still got to go and make our voices heard. And people kind of throw their hands up in the air and go, gee, well, why? Well, well, there's, there's two things though. One is we, we got to make it tougher the next time they try to do this by right. showing up and shining a light on it. Um, but two, show up in a couple months when it's time to get people elected. Yeah. You know, this is a hail Mary showing up at a city council meeting. Sure. And it, you know, they, they already know how they're going to vote. Um, but show up, shine a bright light on it, make a big deal. Otherwise, this stuff just passes. And, and didn't people... a couple of supporters of ours that believed in this didn't even show up to vote? Well, one of them did. That's uh, City Councilman uh, uh, Mark Kersey. He and I spoke the week before, and he was going to show up, and he was going to uh, uh, do a couple things uh, for it. Well, do one main thing for us, which was uh, he was going to try to make sure that the penalty for this was just an infraction rather than a possible uh, misdemeanor, right? Um, and then just didn't show. He called in sick. So. Did you actually talk to him since then? <clears throat> it, it won't return my messages. Oh, really? It's really lame. I, I'm, you know, people like that. You What's know, his name again? Mark Kersey. And uh, I believe with a K. If you see it K, on a ballot, don't vote. For don't him. vote for him. We're done with him. No, I'm and I'm being serious. I'm not being. I'm not joking around because if if a politician tells you they're going to do something and then they don't do it then you don't need them in office. You, you really don't. He just left the Republican Party, we think, because he wants to run for mayor, and he thought running as an independent would give him a little bit better shot. But I don't care what he runs for next. No, he's done. Forget it. Don't, yeah. don't vote for him. You know, it's That's no way to set a platform. Friends like that, who needs enemies? That's right. Hey, folks, we really, really, really want to thank the folks at the San Diego County Gun Owners. Go to, these, go to San Diego County Gun Owners.com. You can join that group for $10. It'll be the best $10 you ever spent. And again, if you want to go shooting, the Gun Range San Diego is just awesome right over there on Balboa. Go to thegunrangesandiego.com. Tell them you heard it. In fact, tell all our advertisers and anybody that's been on our show that you heard it on our show and thank them for supporting us. Firearmslegal.com for less than $10 a month. How could you go wrong? Firearmslegal.com. The title tells you the story. Cali Key for to get your ARs all compliant. And that's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. And then, of course, 
If you want to send us a, a, a sponsorship, maybe you want to help us out, or you want to send us some information, ask a question, go to www.info at gunsportsradio.com. Lance or I will be more than happy to hook you up. And again, we want to thank Lance. Hope wish him well. Hope his throat's doing better. Michael Schwartz, Mr. Dynamo, uh, Casey uh, Heckerworth. He's our co-host from Gun Sports, uh, the Gun Range San Diego. John Dillon is our lawyer. And Brendan is our infamous board op. And then, of course, we want to thank Laura for supporting Gun Sports Radio. For that, I'm taking her for a ride in a Lambo. In the Lambo. Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.